this morning And I heard the news I know the pain of a heartbreak I don't have answers And neither do you I know the pain of a heartbreak, yeah If there's one thing that the pandemic over the past year has brought about in our lives, it's emotions. Whether it's emotions of anger or frustration, worry and uncertainty, or maybe even sadness. Sadness has impacted us in many different ways as we think about the many losses we've experienced over the past 12 months or so. Today on Farming with Jesus, we are going to continue to explore emotions in the lives of Christians. And as we continue to explore how the seeds of faith grow in our lives, we'll specifically be taking a look at sadness. Now, this week, we're here with Jenny Casey, who has agreed to be on the podcast with us. Jenny, thank you for being here. And I'd like to start out and just ask you to Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are. Thanks, Jonah. I'm glad to be here. I'm a wife, mother, and nurse practitioner. And you're also, at least in part, uh, the reason why we're doing this podcast. So I'm grateful for that. It was Jenny's idea to start this podcast and led to it its beginning. And it's something that I've enjoyed doing and been grateful for. So, Well, as your a role as a nurse practitioner, your job is something that brings you close to sadness. Would you say that's accurate? That is accurate. How so? You know, sadness is inherently associated with so much of what I do. And I think that this emotion has been magnified by the isolation and fear and loss that so many people have experienced and not just patients, you know, the people that I'm working with people in the community it's it's a collective issue i think for people right now yes and before we get too far in this can you help distinguish for us now what's the difference between sadness and something like depression i think that's really important uh that we talk about that so they're not interchangeable terms so while feeling sad is certainly a large component of depression it's an emotion that everyone experiences it's something that might be triggered by a, a situation or maybe a difficult time in someone's life, but it usually passes with time or with just coping mechanisms. Depression, though, is a mental health problem that can affect your mood, you know, the way you perceive yourself, how you perceive others, and it can feel overpowering. So I think I would just say if feelings of sadness, lack of motivation, hopelessness, any of those kinds of things are present in someone's life for more than two weeks, um, or they're not being helped by their normal coping mechanisms, that it actually might be depression and not just sadness. So it's important to seek out professional help if those symptoms are persistent, especially if someone would be having feelings that life might not be worth living. Yes, and we will be sure to, to note uh, some resources in the, the show notes if uh, anyone listening has experienced some of those things that, that Jenny's describing. Uh, but just to be clear, our episode today is geared toward sadness. And 
as you said, sadness is something that we all experience. We are pretty accustomed to sadness, uh, whether we like it or not. And most of us don't like it, I think. But the fact is that is that it's it's real. Um, now, when I think about sadness in my own life, I think about different perspectives that people have had about sadness, and specifically growing up in the church and in thinking about interactions I've had with people. There's times where sadness can come off as something that maybe isn't allowed or maybe is looked down upon. Does that make any sense? It does. I think, unfortunately, sometimes Christians talk about sadness or, or someone being sad and sort of intimate that if the person had had more faith, if they just prayed more, um, you know, just find your joy in Jesus, you won't be so sad or you shouldn't still be sad. And, and we kind of put these unreasonable timetables on people. And I think it's harmful because our emotions are God-given. You know, instead of finger pointing or trying to fix each other, you know, maybe we could encourage each other that sadness is is uh, is a valid emotion for Christians. You know, Galatians 6.2, Jesus talked about bearing one another's burdens. The idea of literally coming alongside of someone to help lift their load and help them keep going. And obviously, we have the story of Jesus himself weeping with his friends as they grieved the loss of, a, of their brother. That's true. And as we've been going through these different emotions, one thing that we've been reminded of is that we see really every emotion that we've talked about in the life of Jesus. It reminds us that Jesus takes on our humanity fully. He wasn't just uh, a partial human who kind of had some human-like characteristics or just the general shape of a body, but he felt the way that we felt. He did the things that we did. And to me, at least, knowing that God himself experienced sadness, and I would argue still does experience sadness to a certain degree, it provides us some some comfort, I think. Absolutely. If we think about sadness more broadly, I think it's something that's often rooted in uncertainty. So uh, there's an uncertainty of what's ahead. Maybe it's an uncertainty of um, how we will continue on after we've lost a loved one, or an uncertainty of what we will do next when an opportunity is gone. Um, is that something that you would agree with? Have you experienced that? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think we can take comfort in knowing that Jesus, like you said, suffered as a human. He knows our grief. Um, he's, and you know, we have to remember he's always interceding for us to God the Father. I think if, you know, again, we go back to the scripture, we can be reminded of promises you know, that the, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you and he'll never leave you or forsake you. Don't be afraid and don't be discouraged in Deuteronomy 31.8. So when we do have those times of uncertainty, we can go back and remember those promises. Agreed. That's well put. <clears throat> and when we think about sadness in our lives, I think it's also helpful for us to distinguish the different reasons that sadness may come to us. So, uh, for example, if we the pandemic that has affected us all, there's different types of sadness within that, at least for me. On the one hand, I can look at the 
sadness as a result of the things in the world. So I was just reading earlier today, as we record this, there have been over 2 million deaths as a result of COVID. And there's a sadness with that. And that's not even including the people who've been impacted, who haven't died, but still have had their lives impacted in major ways. Now, on the other hand, we might have people a little bit more close to us. Maybe we know someone who has died from COVID. Um, I did a funeral of someone who died of COVID just a few months ago. And that's something that's a reality. We know people who have had it or died from it. Uh, On the other hand, some people have experienced it. So maybe that's another type of sadness that's from our own lives. If you've been sick from it, or maybe if you've Uh, lost your job in the midst of the pandemic or you lost some opportunities or things like that. So when we begin to think about expanding the sense of sadness beyond just ourselves, although that's important and valid and, and something that's real, it's a different dynamic when we start thinking about other people. Does that make any sense? Sure, sure. How, How do you think we can relate to each other as Christians in the midst of that sadness? I think, you know, our church has done a, a lot to try and, and encourage members of the church to reach out to one another. You know, are, are you okay? How are you? And just take a, a temperature of, of how things are going and, and just trying to figure out how can you come alongside each other and how can you lift each other up in prayer? We have a lot of prayer ministries in our church and, you know, we have a great opportunity to, to intercede for each other like that. And that connects us to what you said just a moment ago about Jesus interceding for us. Mm-hmm. And and there's something about that that is comforting to us, but it's also a model for us. So we look right. to that, and we want to do that in our own lives. We want to be the hands and feet of Jesus, and we want to love people who are going through these different things, uh, weeping with those who weep. And that's important for us to do as brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, is that something you've ever experienced in your life? Yes, I have. Uh, when my brother was dying, um, I had a friend that came and sat outside the ICU and would just wait. And when my mom and I would come out and take a break, he would bring us snacks or you know drinks. And I had a couple of friends that came up and stayed with my family and I after my brother died, and they were just there. They just helped out and helped with meals and, and just just were present. It wasn't so much giving advice, just coming alongside and and being there for us during that time. And I think sometimes we, when we see someone that's sad, we want to fix it. We want to just help them get through that. And we can't always make it better. You know, just finding little tangible ways sometimes makes a big difference, I think, for people. Yes. And you mentioned that we often want to fix it. Why do you think that is? I think that's just our human nature. We see a problem and we just want to make it okay, but ultimately people have to work through their own processes with the Lord and we can just kind of be there and help them through that process, encourage them. Yep. Yep, the the word you used there a couple times was present. It's it's that presence that can be most comforting because mm-hmm. often there may not be answers. There isn't any way to right. fix the search and the circumstance, the situation, and we have to be able to recognize that. Right. Oh, the stuffed animal hall of fame.
rocket. Wait, Riley and I were still using that rocket. It, 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 it still has some song power left. Who's your friend who likes to play? No! No, 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 you can't take my rocket to the top. Riley and I are going to the moon. Riley can't be done with me. Okay, we can fix this. We just need to get back to headquarters. Which way to the train station? I had a whole trip planned for us. Hey, who's ticklish, huh? Here comes the tickle monster. Hey, Bing Bong, look at this. Oh, here's a fun game. You point to the train station and we all go there. Won't that be fun? Come on, let's go to the train station. I'm sorry they took your rocket. They took something that you loved. It's gone. Forever. Sadness. Don't make him feel worse. Sorry. It's all I had left of Riley. I bet you and Riley had great adventures. Oh, they were wonderful. Once we flew back in time, we had breakfast twice that day. Sadness! It sounds amazing. I bet Riley liked it. Oh, she did. We were best friends. Well, that clip you just heard uh, was something that may sound familiar. Uh, we uh, took a look at the movie Inside Out, the Disney movie, uh, in an earlier episode. And this time, you heard a little bit from the character Sadness, who, while often throughout the rest of the movie is seen as kind of a negative character, here is the, the real example of what we're talking about. This is coming alongside and and just being there. Um, that's, that's really what people may need. Now, Jenny, earlier you mentioned that people have to work through things at kind of on their, in their own, on their own and in their own ways to a certain extent. Uh, and I think that leads us into thinking about ways that sadness can help us grow and develop. Uh, what ways can sadness help us to grow? I think ultimately it reminds us of our need for the Lord and for his great love for us and it can serve to help us definitely grow in our faith. Psalm 18.6, David said, In my distress I called upon the Lord and to my God I cried for help. And the response to David's prayer came a little later in verse 16 when he said, He, meaning the Lord, reached down from heaven and he took hold of me and he lifted me out of deep waters. Those are really powerful words that Christians can take hold of during times of distress and can serve as reminders that God's faithful and he hears our cries and he's promised to work it out for our good. Yeah, that's that's good. And when I think about this, <laughs> We, we want to think about growing as Christians, and sometimes I think we have this misconception that 
that if we want to grow, it's just going to be this great thing. And <laughs> and we if we do some magic steps like praying and reading our Bibles, then growing is going to be something that's as easy as planting seeds in the ground and putting some water on, on that soil and, and watching the plant rise out of the ground. Right. But what I'm hearing you say is that oftentimes growth is not something that comes in in such easy ways sometimes we have to go through things that are really challenging and it's only through those things that we begin to learn things that otherwise we may not Um, when I think about David and what you mentioned there David said in my distress I called upon the Lord to my God I cried for help and he later talks about the way that that God delivers him. And when God delivers us in life, ultimately that we have to have something to be delivered from. And and that sometimes is sadness and pain and hurt. And uh, there's ultimately no way around that. Right. We live in a fallen world. Yes. So... One way that we can respond to sadness, as we've said, is to go to the Lord. We can uh, do that. We see that modeled for us in times like in the Psalms throughout, the one you mentioned there in Psalm 18, but then elsewhere as well. But how else can we or should we respond when the times of sadness come to us? So again, I think it's important that we recognize sadness for what it is. Um, It's a valid emotion that every human being experiences, uh, and it's something that we will experience as long as we're in a fallen world, and it's a world of sin, and it's just part of that uh, human life experience that we all go through. Um, You know, I think if we go back to Jesus, even before his birth, it's so stunning to me. In Isaiah chapter 53, you know, he would prophesy before Jesus was even born that he would be a man of suffering and familiar with pain. And then he went on a little farther to say that surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. And so I think we can always take comfort in knowing that Jesus suffered as a human. He knows our grief. And again, like we've talked about, he's always interceding for us. So, you know, I think sometimes sadness can be very isolating. So we can always take comfort in knowing that we're not alone in the situation. And we go back to the scripture. We go back and we read those promises and and, and we we pray and, and maybe accept help from Christian brothers and sisters that want to come alongside and help bear our burdens. I think that's not always easy for people to do, but it's something that scripture wants us to do. That's right. And as hard as it may be to give help to one another, sometimes it can be even harder to receive the help. Agreed. uh, For a variety of reasons, I think. And something that you said there is important, I think, because you mentioned that we can feel isolated in our sadness. Mm -hmm. And that's something to some degree that is true for each of the emotions we've uh, talked about throughout this series whether it's anger or whether it's grief or whether it's worry, there can be situations w- that we feel like we're the only one who feels this way. Right. Or, or maybe even if we're not the only one who feels this way, maybe we think, well, I know there's other people who are sad, but I'm the only one who's sad about this thing sure. in this certain circumstance. Um, 
but what I'm hearing you, you say is a good reminder of that's just not the case. Right. This whole range of emotions is something that's that's true to who we are as people. And again, that's not always pleasant, but that's the reality. Right. Sometimes in our sadness, I think that we can also begin to question God. Now, this is something that we we got into some when we talked about anger. And so there is some overlap here. But uh, have you ever experienced that in times of sadness and trying to, to maybe wonder, how is God working in this? Or how will God bring me through this? Does that make any sense? Definitely. I think most people will have those thoughts and feelings. You look at the scripture and and plenty of stories, even Job. um, And and I remember you guys talking about that in the anger episode. Job just kind of saying, God, what is happening to me? And, And honestly, for me, just like it did with Job, it was that moment of realization that God is sovereign. You know, if if there is a God and we believe that there is, then we have to believe that he is who he says he is. And we have to trust that ultimately he's going to work it out for our good as we follow him. That's good. I was reading recently uh, an author I like uh, a lot. He, he's written all sorts of different things, uh, novels and nonfiction stuff. His name's Frederick Beekner, And he to me, described the way that God works in the midst of the struggles in our lives in a very, to me, a very helpful way. He, he talked about how God doesn't necessarily act as a puppeteer. It's not like we are mm-hmm. s- stuck with strings and God's just holding the little handle at the top and bouncing us around however we may go. Um, we have agency. We we make decisions. We live our lives. We do different things. But what he says is that God acts rather as the great director who no matter what role fate casts us in conveys to us somehow from the wings if we have our eyes, ears, hearts open, and sometimes even if we don't, how we can play those roles in a way to enrich and ennoble uh, the drama of of how things are going and in some ways we may not want to hear that it's not as easy to hear that as it is to just say oh well god will work it all out and, right. and we, we are saying that god will work it all out yes but uh, at times there's that mysterious overlap of how god's working things in our lives while at the same time we are making decisions and we are responding and in the midst of those decisions we make and in the midst of the emotions like sadness that we feel we can trust that god is working even if it takes us some time to see it I don't have the answers And maybe that's okay But we can search together I'm not running away And it's okay to feel 
Well, as we wrap up, uh, we always want to leave you with some recommendations of some different things. A couple songs that you heard earlier in the show uh, were one, When a Heart Breaks by Ben Rector, and I Don't Have the Answers by We Are Messengers. Um, Another thing I would recommend is a podcast that I've found to be very helpful over the past, I don't know, year or so, one by a woman named Kate Bowler, uh, who has really explores a lot about uh, what sadness and difficulty looks like in the life of Christians. Uh, She's someone who experienced a stage four cancer diagnosis and uh, kind of wrestles with things like that and how we can respond in our lives. Well, as always, thank you very much for listening. We are grateful to have you, and we look forward to any feedback you may have and look forward to hearing, uh, having you back next week. And no, it's not okay. And I know you feel like you're gonna break. But don't pull away. And it's okay. Maybe that's okay.